but then we remember the voice of truth, God's promises on my life, God's promises on your life, that I'm a child of God, a son of the king, the king of the world, who will forever reign. I was created in love, by love, and for love. He has an amazing plan for my life. Those voices of truth would say, I'm here for a reason. I might not be enough, but I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go further in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never, ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a blessing for us to have you with us. We sure do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And if this podcast is a blessing to you, please consider subscribing to it. And then take it a step further and invite your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. This is an outreach of Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas, please go to our Facebook page and click like on Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas. Thank you so much for being with us today. Why do we do this podcast? We do this podcast to help you, to encourage you, to edify you, to build you up, to build your faith up in the Lord Jesus Christ, and to help you keep pushing forward in Him to help your spiritual life grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you again so much for being here with us. I sure do appreciate it, and it means so much to us. It's a blessing for you to be with us today. Thank you so much. Let's get into it today. Why don't we jump into the Word of the Lord? You know, a lot of people wonder, what their mission is, what God's will for their life is, what they are supposed to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, people beat themselves up over it. Man, Lord, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What is your will for my life? Today, I want to tell you one of the things that it's God's will for you to be doing. You're sitting there wondering, what's he about to say? (laughs) What is he about to say? I've been there too. You know, Lord, what do you want me to do? What's your will for my life? You know what? One of the things that it is God's will for you to do is to be reaching out to the hurting, to reach the hurting. That is what we are going to talk about today on Inspire, reaching the hurting. 
Let's look at a verse of Scripture today, the Holy Scriptures, Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and verse 38. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I want to talk to you today about this one simple subject, reaching those that are hurting. Let's pray today. Heavenly Father, I just praise you. And I would ask that, Lord, every single person that listens to this, that you would encourage them. That you would give them ears to hear your word today and a heart to receive it, Lord. And encourage every single believer that's listening to this that let them know that they must be reaching into the harvest field. That we are called to be your hands upon this earth. Now I'll be careful to give you the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, I can't remember when it was. It was a year or two ago I taught this lesson to our church, and I put a picture up of a feral cat that we sort of inherited about six years ago, and she's a beautiful Persian cat. We call her Alice the Cat. And I wish you could see her. You know, when we did the message, we put her on the big screen. Now, and anyone that has followed my Facebook posts over the years knows about Alice the cat. Alice has lived outside our home for about six years. Uh, she's a feral cat. She's just a beautiful Persian cat, and we have grown to love her so much. The moment that she started hanging out with us, we noticed, and it was quite obvious, that Alice had been abused. Alice had been through horrible, horrible experiences with human beings and with other animals. And no matter how hard we tried to love her, she was terrified of humans. But she drew near to us because she was literally starving and had nowhere else to go and no one would feed her. And over the years, things have changed and when I drive up, she comes running up now, she meows, and sometimes she actually will let me pet her now, and it's taken six years to get her to let me pet her, but she still runs part of the time. She still uh, is afraid of human beings, and and uh, but she does is affectionate about us. She always comes running when she sees us drive up, and we have made great progress with her, but... I can't imagine what happened to this cat to make her so terrified of people. And we have loved her and loved her and loved her. Now, unless you are blind, you see people out in this world like Alice all the time. They are very guarded. They've been through terrible things in life. Some have been abused. Some have been let down, torn down physically or by the words of others. Many of these people feel like life is simply against them. And as a pastor, I run into this all the time. And I'll talk to someone about God's love and their guard 
comes up. Like like boxing gloves are ready to fight. No. You're not going to talk to me about God's love. And I can see the hurt in their eyes. And as hard as I try to reach out to them, they simply won't let me help them. Just like Alice the cat, they run when I try to show love. You know, and at times I just want to give up. But then I remember our call. And our call is the same call that Jesus said that he had. And we can find that call in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus said, speaking, he was uh, preaching in the synagogue, speaking from the scrolls of Isaiah. And Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. We get so wrapped up in our own worries and in our own trials that we forget that we have a mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 4 verse 18 is our mandate. It is our calling. And so often the trials of this world get in our way and we forget that we have this calling. This is our mission. We are to preach the good news to the poor. Offer them the love of Jesus Christ. Give them the good news. God has called us to heal the brokenhearted. We are his hands on this earth. This is our calling. The church has spent enough time looking down on others, judging people. It's time for the church of the living God to be busy doing the Father's business, and he has called us to heal the brokenhearted. He said he was called to preach deliverance to the captives. Church, all around us there are wounded and broken people who are bound by depression, bound by substance abuse, drugs, physical abuse, loneliness, chains of sin and addiction. They are held captive, and God has called us to set the captive free. This is our mission. He said, recovering of sight to the blind. And I think that this possibly could be more about people blinded by religion than physical blindness. Everywhere you look, there's religion. There's a church on every street corner. But many of those churches out there are simply blinded by religion. The love of Jesus Christ is not about religion. It's about a life-changing relationship with a real and living Savior. He said, bring freedom to those that are bruised. There's a prophecy from Isaiah that is repeated in the New Testament in Matthew 12 and 20. Matthew chapter 12, verse 20, he said, A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. 
He is talking about bruised and broken people here. He's saying that there are bruised people, people whose fire has gone out. They're bruised. They're broken. The, they're, the fire of God no longer burns within them. And what he's saying, Jesus is saying, I will not break them. I'll build them up. I'll make their fire burn again. Today, if you are broken by life, if you are a bruised reed, bruised by bruised by life Jesus Christ wants to touch you and he wants to change your life he wants to turn it around he wants to reverse the curse he wants to turn your test into a testimony he wants to turn your mess into his message he wants to fix what is broken in your broken heart let me say this today If this is not our mandate, we need to close the doors to the church and end it and just turn it into a gas station. If we are not trying to reach the brokenhearted, we are nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. Let me say that again. If we are not trying to reach the brokenhearted, those that are wounded and bruised by this life, if we are not trying to reach them if it's not our mission lock the stinking doors turn it into a store or something because we are nothing but a bunch of religious hypocrites i want to give you a few points today some teaching points on this subject about how we can reach the hurting number one be available Be available. When you see someone who is broken and hurting, are you available? In the story of the Good Samaritan, we see a man beaten and left for dead, and the religious leaders walked by and would not even look at him. Then a Samaritan, who the Jews consider to be worthless dogs, he sees the man, he rescues the man, and he helps him to be healed. That should be our message. We are Christ's ambassadors upon this earth. We are his hands. We are to be that good Samaritan. Second Corinthians 5 verse 20 says, So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, Be reconciled to God. But how can we reach them if we are not available? So number one, we must be available. It's not enough to tell someone, hey brother, I'll be praying for you when they tell you how their life is broken and how they have problems. We can't just say, oh, well, yeah, okay, well, I'll be praying for for you, brother. I'll, I'll be thinking about you. No, that's not enough. Be available. To minister to someone. Number two today, let them know that you care. Let them know that you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Philippians 2 verse 4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also take interest in others. Ephesians 4 and 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender hearted, 
forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Let's go out of our way to care for others. Let's make a priority to let people know that we care. You don't have to preach to them. Just put your arm around them and let them know that you are there for them. So number two, let them know that you care. Number three today, if we want to heal the brokenhearted, if we want to reach into the harvest, number three today, live a life of love. Let's just face it today. We are going to make mistakes. We're human. But it's easier for people to look past our mistakes when they know and they see that we walk in love. If we don't walk in love, and if we're not sincere, people see right through us and see us being fake. John 13 and verse 35 said, Jesus said, By this love will all people know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Will people be drawn to you if you are religious? No. Will people be drawn to you if you brag about what all you do for the church? No. Will people be drawn to you if you act holy? No. Walking in love is what gets people's attention. Being a person of love is what will draw people to you. So number three is live a life of love. Number four today, live a life of edification. Live a life of edification. What does that mean? To edify someone means to lift them up, to encourage their heart, to charge them up, sort of like a battery is getting charged. When you live a life of edifying others, you live a life of lifting people up with encouragement. When you go out of your way to edify someone else, you are literally being God's hands in their life. You are making a difference with them. You are letting them know that they matter. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. In the the King James Version it says edify one another. Barnabas saw things in Paul and in John Mark that other people didn't see. The church was afraid of Paul because of what he had been before and they didn't want to be around him. But Barnabas saw something in Paul and he went to the church and said no he has changed he edified Paul he encouraged Paul and he did the same thing with John Mark when Paul did not want to take John Mark on the missionary journey he believed in John Mark number five today ask the Lord to give you a heart of compassion for people Ask the Lord 
to give you a heart and a compassion for people. What do you see when you look at people around you? Do you see them through your eyes? Or do we see them through the eyes of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36 in the New Living Translation says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages in that area, teaching in the synagogues, and announcing the good news of the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Everywhere Jesus went, the Bible talks about how he had compassion on people. Everywhere he went, he was moved with compassion. We need to have that same kind of compassion for lost people. You know, we might see a drunk. God might see the next pastor. We might see a bum. God may see the next worship leader. We need to see people through the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ and have compassion on people. When you look at people, folks, do you see them through the eyes of compassion. Oh, I hope you do. Number six today. Ask the Lord to give you divine opportunities to reach people. In my life, I've had many times that God has put divine opportunities in front of me. Peter in Acts chapter 10, the Lord opened a divine opportunity for him to go to the Roman Cornelius and preach the gospel. Philip in Acts chapter 8, with the city of Samaria or with the Ethiopian eunuch, God opened a divine door, a divine opportunity for Philip to reach an entire city. Paul in Acts chapter 19, a divine door was opened and he met certain disciples that needed to be baptized and filled with the Spirit. And Paul was able to give them the answer that they needed. It was a divine opportunity. All through the Bible you see divine opportunities. God wants to use you today to reach the hurting and the lost we were talking about Alice the cat and I just want to encourage you as you're reaching into the hurting world that when they reject you when they say they don't want to hear about Jesus when they turn their back I want to encourage you to keep reaching don't give up on people keep reaching keep loving them Keep trying. Keep praying for them. Don't stop. Their salvation, their healing depends on you. Keep reaching. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. This is our mandate. 
This is our calling. Our calling is not to act religious on Sundays. Our calling is not to warm a pew. Our calling is to reach the harvest, to be the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. We must be about our Father's business. Lord Jesus, I praise you today. I thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace. I pray, God, that you would just challenge every single person to reach into the harvest field, to reach the hurting, to have compassion upon the lost, and to never give up reaching out to them. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. You've been such a blessing to us. We so appreciate it. And if this has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing. Please invite your family and your friends and be part of our podcast family. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in Christ Jesus. God bless you.